Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorento, drive car of the year. Yeah, how are you? Big night tonight, big day today again in the pool. G'day, Baz and Sats here with you. you. How like are you, Sats? You sound like a bogan hey, there. Did I? Well, yeah, I have a bit well, of a bogan, yeah. mate. I'm from the Burbs. <laughs> from the Burbs out in, uh, in Bris Vegas. Um, hey, how, how are you handling all of this Olympics? Is it overload oh, yet for you? No way. What, four I, days I honestly in? can't. I actually Six get a little days, bit annoyed that I have to come in and do the show because I miss sitting there and just focusing on the Olympics. Today, I was just enthralled all day in relation to the Australian effort. It was amazing. You did lack focus a little bit there, Scott, for a while. But we've got it all together uh, and we all are all ready to rock and roll. Hey, happy birthday today to my beautiful wife. Oh, Swanee. Yeah. One of the angels she is. Don't, uh, don't, yeah, she is with me. Don't, um, we won't wax too lyrical. She's not even listening, so. She's, um, and for an elderly lady as well. You know, she, she, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 she actually is listening. What? And that's done it. You're done. Is, is, oh, is, is 50, is it 50s, is that elderly? It is to you, eh? You're late, 50. Late 50s is elderly. She's not late 50s. 047-736-736 is late 50s elderly. No way. Please. Jeez. From our listeners, some of them will say that's a teenager, I reckon. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, oh, some, some late news around uh, James Roberts we'll tell you about in just a, a second. And we want to get you to... Uh, to tell us your opinion on that. And the loan system again for the NRL um, is is going to kick in uh, as soon as this weekend. Are we okay with players switching clubs for a, a game or two or, or whatever it takes? Um, I think everyone kind of got used to that last year, but you might have an issue with that. Um, so anything you want to text us on, 04 There's a lot coming up tonight on the Olympics, uh, Sats. Yeah, there was just so many great efforts uh, throughout the day. One of our most successful... No, oh, coming sorry. up. No, coming up tonight. Oh, tonight, tonight yeah. absolutely. See yeah. that run sheet there, the top? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'd like to be spontaneous. <laughs> you are, you are. I'd just... like to be spontaneous. Oh, you haven't got the run I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to young Sky Nicholson, our, uh, one of our boxers who's through to the quarterfinals as well. Just can't wait to watch her fight yeah, uh, saw a bit tonight. Of, yeah, a bit of that yesterday. Excellent. Yeah. And um, um, Yeah, but overall today, just you know, just reflecting on today, it was it was just amazing. It was one of our most successful days of all time uh, in the Olympics. It was, yeah. Mm. So tonight, the women's doubles quarterfinals in the tennis featuring Sam Sosa. Sam Stosa. Uh, Ash Barty, John Millman, mixed doubles round one. I just read that Ash has had another setback, so I'm not sure if she's uh, if they played that game yet or she's already out. Yeah, the she's still Australian... drunk from Wimbledon. That's, she that's she her should problem. be. <laughs> yeah, as you said, Australia and Italy in the basketball. The uh, the medal round in the dressage is the only time I'd ever watch that. Individual Grand Prix freestyle. Uh, women's hockey, Australia versus Japan. I tell you what, we're going to talk to um, the father of two of the Australian 
uh, Hockey Roos. Um, the Fitzpatrick sisters, Savannah and Madison, are going to have a chat with Scott, their father, who's... Uh, he's a former kookaburra himself, Hockey. isn't he? He is, he is, and, uh, and a good guy. We'll just see how he's feeling about, about not being there. He what? had planned to go over, I know that. Well, him having two daughters there and being a former player himself, and our, our good mate Steve Blocker-Roach, whose son AJ, Aiden, is in his third Olympics. He's only in his late 20s. And they beat Croatia, the Australian well, water polo team, who are one of the one of the best in the world as well. So, yeah. We, well, why don't we get Blocker on instead? He's probably a better chat than this bloke. No. Nah. You want to? Right, nah. we'll try him, we might try him next week. That's, they'll still be going, won't they, the yep. water polo? Yes, they will be. Uh, yes, yeah, so Australia playing Japan pretty soon. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. Anything that happens, uh, as I said, give us a text, 0477 736 736. Time for this. Sports Day, Sports Update. So th- what, what's the medal tally up to for Australia? Uh, we've got eight bronze. We've got uh, one Ooh. silver and six gold. We won five medals in 67 Jeez. minutes today. <laughs> it's We're quite amazing. We're coming second, are we? Just one silver. Yeah. I mean, yeah, five in just over an hour. So amazing. that was the couple in the. Uh, well, there was a couple in the rowers. Two in the rowing, yeah. back to back, and then all of a sudden, in the space of like thirty odd minutes, Ariane Titmus in the two hundred meters, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. We'll listen to the audio. Uh, we are we are fortunate enough to be witnessing a swimmer who I think, and she's only twenty years of age. You got to remember, she hasn't even hit her peak yet as a swimmer, mm. and we are fortunate enough to see someone who. We'll be talking about like the the likes of Ian Thorpe and Dawn Fraser and Co in fifteen twenty Shane years Gould time. And, yeah, just amazing. Well, can you imagine? Can you imagine the hype that was around when Shane Gould was fifteen and she oh. won three gold medals? Yeah, it's just it's insane, isn't it? It is. It's quite incredible what she uh, what she did at such a young age. So, uh, and fortunately, Ariane uh, Arnie, a bit older than that, so hopefully uh, able to handle all the fame and whatever else is going to come with it because there's going to be plenty of the, the attention on her. Um, is is already going to be enormous, but once she gets out of the uh, out of that bubble over there, out of the out of the camp and back home, it's going to be just crazy. Um, talking about bubbles and camps and dramas, James Roberts, what's what's happened here, Sats? Well, he's been given only this is only broken in the last half an hour. He's been given a one week suspension and a seven and a half thousand dollar fine for a COVID breach. And I suppose my question is uh, to the listeners: zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Is it harsh or is it fair? Because uh, we've seen the footage of it, or, and if you haven't seen it, he walks. He's in quarantine on the Gold Coast because he came in contact in one of those hot spots before all the teams move up to southeast Queensland. He's um, and he is on the balcony. Uh, he's in like a white shirt. He's put a towel out onto the balcony. Uh, from reports, he has broken the taping, the gaffer taping that was taping up the doors and the and the windows, and hence this is why they've said with under the uh, the protocols that. Unfortunately, you have breached, and um, he's going to miss a week. So I suppose the the question there is, in reading a lot of the feedback on social media badge and listeners, is that Appy Coruscant breaks the biosecurity rules and twice and gets two weeks and a fine, and James Roberts walks onto a balcony, gets one week. Now, they, from all reports, they've taken into consideration the NRL, his, his history, which is well documented around mental health and the assistance that he's that he's been getting throughout his career. So, mm. uh, I, oh, you know what? Yes, he's breached. I, I get it that he's breached, but it's one of those trivial ones that I feel as though that a, maybe a just a letter, a concerns notice that just says, you know what, we've noted this, and if you step out of line in relation to this COVID breaches again, unfortunately, we've got to come down hard on you. So, well, 
Mm. Yeah, the problem was like $7,500 for putting the towel out. Like it was probably going to be a bigger final penalty if he didn't take the washing out. <laughs> it is in my house. I'm in <laughs> massive strife. So he thought, no, which one is it going to be? But yeah. I thought he, if he, look, if he'd gone out commando style and snuck out, and no one would have seen him, but he just, he just walked out. Look, I think it's fair. I don't think you'd want to be any harsher than that. They've looked at all the circumstances around it. Sure, there was concerns that... Queensland uh, government could pull the pin on the NRL um, bubble and and uh, the movement moving all the teams up north to Queensland, but I don't think that was ever going to happen for something as as minor as that with James Roberts. Yeah, if, so. if they've taken into account that he has uh, had assistance and and professional help previously around mental health, what would have he got if he if he hadn't? Would if he got longer than? one week or two weeks for walking out on a balcony. And, you know, I'm just reading some of the feedback. and but It's not like he had contact with someone next door. Exactly. Just, I, just, I think it's very no. trivial. Uh, Wendy on, on Twitter has said, the NRL are lucky to have the season continue with the repeated COVID breaches. It's about time someone was held accountable for their actions. James is certainly not a clean skin and had his personal challenges. Uh, do not change the risk he created for his team code and community. Another one from uh, JSJ says, this guy has issues, in uh, which is a disgrace that they've ha- handled it this way. He wasn't out of town. He didn't have a barbecue or flock of women um, coming into his into his room. And yep. Another person, uh, V, says on Twitter, uh, at, at Sports Day NSW, this is, a, this is just pathetic. It's actually so disheartening as a fan. So many of us are struggling right now, including your players, and it looks like you don't actually care you say you took into account how he's struggling right now. What was the punishment going to be then if he wasn't? So, you know, well, some... I'd say it was probably going to be more. So, yeah, like everyone's entitled their opinion, and some feel that he's, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not tough enough. But oh, I really think it's pretty argue. harsh to be quite honest. I think it's yeah, really harsh. There you go. Mm. Well, let, okay, let's let's make a comparison. Joy Arrow uh, in Origin camp, and and there's been another. Looks like there'll be another development on this, but he. He, um, he sneaks someone into, a, a woman into his uh, into his room. Uh, it all comes out. He gets kicked out of camp, so he misses out on that origin game and that payment. He gets a $35,000 fine, so that makes, what, 50? When he include the, he would have got 15 for that And two-week suspension as well. And two-week suspension. Yep. And now it looks like he's going to be banned from next year's series. This is a... Um, uh, what's filtering down from what we think the QRL is going to do. They're going to give him a ban for a full season. Um, so that could be another, you know, in monetary terms, another 45 grand. So we're up up around, you know, 95, 100 grand. Yeah. Um, that in comparis- comparison to what... See, Joy Arrow put everyone's uh, safety at risk as far as COVID could have come into the camp and could have spread. It could have been a massive, massive drama. Um, James Roberts didn't do that. He no. went out in his balcony and hung out a towel. Come so what on. hurts more, the money or the or missing games badge? I mean, as a player, missing games, you know, give me a fine. What do I need to pay? I, I, I want to get it yeah. out with my teammates. But you let your teammates down when you can't be out there with them. Yeah. And that, that's that's what, what hurts, I think, uh, the most. So anyway, keep them coming. Uh, we want to get your texts on that, 0477-736-736. Now, the new NRL loan system, well... Not dissimilar to what happened last year with uh, with the Warriors, particularly loaning players. Um, it's going to come into force, we believe, even as, as soon as tomorrow um, for round 20 uh, because there are clubs in lockdown struggling to find enough fit players, Satch, you, that you just can't have everyone at your disposal. They have got to have come. If, if, you know, if you're a team that's relocated to Queensland, you could bring a finite number of players 
and therefore in certain positions, if you have a bunch of injuries, uh, you're in strife. Is it like being in the schoolyard where you line all the players up against the wall and you go, right, uh, I'll take you, yeah. uh, I'll have you, and if you're the last one left, you sort of go, oh, no one wants me. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go to the last club. But um, I think we like this. I, I think I speak on behalf of uh, a lot of the people that I speak to on a daily basis around the loan system last year. I thought it was pretty successful, Badge, and we've always spoken about it for a number of years, the loan system. And I think this is it's probably the best way to do it from the NRL's angle. Just continue to drip feed the loan system and just observe it from a distance as opposed to just implementing it at the start of the season over over a period throughout the year. And um, So it gives them another really good window into whether this is going to be something that's part of the landscape moving forward. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Now, Hot Topic time. Oh, a hot topic has to be around the Olympics because it's been absolutely outstanding uh, throughout the, uh, the entire tournament so far. But today was an incredible day for Australia. And medal tally, Sats is up to six gold, one silver, eight bronze, as you said, off the top. And uh, the rowers and swimmers mm. once again led the way. Yeah, it was three gold today. Um, amazing when it uh, when we look at the, con- the competition today amongst all our Australian teams. We always look at the pool as uh, our most successful and has been our most successful for many, many Olympics. Our rowing program has been outstanding for a number of years and I think it had to recover after the Sally Robbins incident in 2004 in the eights when she laid down with, what was it, 400 metres remaining. 17 years ago. Yeah, we never, we, we sort of recovered but not to the point where we were previously where yeah, the awesome force from James Tompkins and Co. in '92 and '96, and let's 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 listen to the finish of of both those gold medal wins from the the women's fours and the men's fours as well. So the lungs are hurting at the moment. This is going to be an absolute nail biter. There's less than 200 metres to row. Australia just in front. Netherlands less than a canvas away are wearing down. They're eating into that margin. Now there's 100 metres to row. It's Australia just in front. Netherlands coming out after them. And then two boat lengths away to Ireland third. The Australians giving it everything. Just in front. Netherlands not getting there yet. Still Australia marginally in front. It's Netherlands trying ever so hard, but the Australians are holding on and win gold. What a performance. Australia gold, Netherlands second. 250 metres to row. What a massive moment this is in the history of Australian rowing. The men's fours lead by three quarters of a boat length. The Romanians are coming with a challenge over on the far side. Then it's Great Britain. And then over on the near side, the Italians are finishing strongly too. There's about 100 metres to row. It's Australia in front of canvas. Romania's coming at them. The British look crew at the have Italians. gone off the course. And There's going to be a crash. But the Australian crew... Without the composure, just delivering on top of the screen. They're still just in front, the Australians. The Italians are coming at them hard. 50 metres to row, a chaotic finish. But the Australians hold on. The Australians have done it. The Australians have done it. The gold medal is coming home. Amazing, the the men's with the Italians coming home so hard. But uh, tremendous finish. And a good touch also, Badge, because we talk about the awesome foursome and James Tompkins. In ninety two, ninety six, and uh, he was as an IOC member. He was there to present the medals to both yeah. Australian teams as well. And we got two bronze yeah, as well. You got to remember that on the water as well with the with the rowing. Yeah, amazing. And and it wasn't much later after that. So we're all exci- so excited. But 
Uh, we'd all been looking forward to this race. Uh, um, Arnie, Ariane, Titmus, Titmus against uh, Katie. You just Lugeki. struggle with that last Again, name, don't you? Yeah. I do. It's like, it's like tetanus. So, <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, um, so that was on again. Uh, Katie Ledecky, uh, she didn't get in amongst the medals, but of course, Arnie did. And Titmus just tired ever so slightly at the concluding stage of that lap. Now Arnie needs to go. Arnie needs to go here. This is she's 0.5 of a second behind, so half a second behind Jorge of uh, Hong Kong. She really needs to put her head down. Lebecki was fifth at the turn. I don't think the great American can get into oh. the gold medal position. Now she goes up, Arnie. She gets into the lead. The Ariane Titmus, the legend is growing before our eyes. She does it again. An Olympic record. Oh. A golden double. Ariane Titmus, the two and four. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Ian Thorpe even said after the race, at the 100 metre mark, I thought, she had too far to come back. He, he, mm. he thought she was she was done. But <laughs> She's uh, just, strong, isn't just she? amazing timing and just uh, a perfect game plan by her and her coach Dean Boxall and a great moment as well with Dean Boxall after the uh, the medal presentation where she broke down and Lisa Jones talks about how yeah the the pressure and and the overwhelming feeling now is all starting to to uh, come to the fore for Ariane Titmus because she spent so much time with you. Your coach and that yeah. embracing moment was pretty special. It was a good, it was a great moment. Yeah. Now, of course, as we mentioned, Ledecky she came fifth, but she did win the the first ever fifteen hundred meter freestyle. So that's the first time they've gone over eight hundred meters in the pool. Uh, the women and she just did it so easy. What mm. a what an outstanding swimmer. So you know, from two hundreds right through to fifteen. She's really she's cracked the, so many records. She's really cracked the yanks, but hasn't she? Titmus. I mean, she. Oh yeah. In the two hundred and the four hundred now, she's yeah, she's really she's broken their stranglehold and she's got the eight hundred to come. Pretty sure they're not going to win all fourteen gold medals now. The Yanks <laughs> <laughs> in the swimming. Hey, yeah. Uh, what's with all the dead heats in the pool? This was talked about last night. Liesl Jones. Uh, I heard Ian Thorpe talking about it as well. Liesl Jones says she's never seen so many, and and we did see that one with. It's Emma really only the, in the two it's lanes, dodgy. isn't it, Badge? Well, most they're saying almost all of them are in when when the two swimmers are in lane four and five, mm. and they touch it close to close to each other. It. It goes off as a dead heat, and Can we've seen it in. It, it fortunately hasn't all been in finals, but dodgy. I've got to say, there was an aerial photo of Kayla McEwen's one of her races where she's touched the wall, and the swimmer to her left was still halfway through her stroke and hadn't touched the wall yet, and it came back as a dead heat. So mm. there's some concerns, and lucky oh. enough, they've only happened in the heats. They haven't happened. It, in that's finals. right. If, yeah. no, they said. I think Thorpey said if that had been a final, they would have challenged it. Yep. And you would think they would have won that uh, mm. by a country mile as well. Um, disappointment last night again for the US. There, gymnastics legend Simone Biles. Um, she withdrew from the team final. She yeah. was, she actually did her her whatever she had to do. Her trick, her jump, her manoeuvre thingo. Um, her and routine. And it didn't work. And then she, mm-hmm. yeah, it said it was her worst ever Olympic vault. She just walked straight to her trainers and told them she was done. Yeah. Yeah, many, many are saying this is really disappointing in a in a team sport, thinking about the other teammates. Um, and end up winning silver, the Americans, when still um, in really good reckoning for the gold as well. But, yeah, there's some underlying underlying issues with, with Simone Biles, one of the greatest uh, gymnasts of all time. And I think we're going to read a little bit more about this when the Olympics finishes. Yeah, mental health concerns. Yeah. And she said there's some dramas there. So she still will be competing, um, I think. So, yeah, I've just – actually, I'm just getting an update here that she's she has pulled out of the all-round um, 
Yeah, another bombshell. She's pulled out of uh, the all-round event. There you go. As well, so... Mm. Uh, okay, um, that's the uh, the Olympic update. Have we got a uh, special guest coming up soon? Uh, Scott Fitzpatrick is the he's the father of um, Madison and Savannah Fitzpatrick. who are playing for the uh, the Hockey Roos. Hey, Badge, great guns. Before we go to Scott Fitzpatrick, we've got a text here from Mick, and he's just sort of saying Badge needs to make a public apology on air to the dad of the two hockey girls. Talking about Blocker, he'd be a He'd be a better interview than that bloke. But I just got to—we just got to say to Mick, <laughs> this next guest is actually a really good mate of Badgers. So he's just having a, a short jab at, at Scotty Fitzpatrick, who is yes, our uh, former Cockerbara and next interviewee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I was. Uh, have a listen to the interview um, after this when we have a chat to Scotty, and you can make your mind up after <laughs> that, Mick. But yeah, uh, a good mate of mine, although he does drop in on me in, in the surf quite often. Back soon, Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive car of the year. Yes, we are back with you, and uh, we're going to talk hockey now because uh, things are hotting up over at uh, in Tokyo, and there's a, there's a few star players in the men's and the women's, but um, we've got a former star on the line now whose daughters are both over there representing the Hockey Roos. Scott Fitzpatrick, former New South Wales captain, former Australian player as well, is on the line. Scotty, how are you, mate? I'm great, thanks, Belch. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm uh, not as nervous as I was a couple of days ago. After we're a couple right. of games in, so yeah, well they've got a couple good. of games under their belt. The girls are going on now. Of course, your daughters Savannah and Madison are both in uh, in in Tokyo, and uh, I, I didn't even actually realise. I saw you a few weeks ago, just after Savannah had made the squad, and Madison she didn't make the squad. Um, so what happened then? Well, well, firstly, why would you be a parent? And secondly, <laughs> what a roller coaster ride. So one got in. Uh, Savannah was out of the squad. Worked hard, worked really hard, which is a testament to her. Got back in the squad and then made the team. And uh, Maddie was in the squad. She's played 75 games for Australia. And uh, anyway, form must have dropped a bit. The selectors saw it one way. And so she got made uh, reserve for the team. And then what's happened is the ISC have changed the rules and they allowed a couple of extras into the team due to COVID. And then also one girl's got injured. So here we are. We've played two games now and both the girls are playing at the Olympics. Wow. So, so as a parent, how does it feel when you're watching both of your daughters play for the Hockey Roos? Um, and I, I guess probably the next question is going to be, you bet you wish you were there. <laughs> well, the first one is, how do you feel? I have a box of tissues beside me every time they play the <laughs> national anthem. Uh, yeah. Because it is. It's a very emotional thing, just watching your kids. You've... You, you know, watched them grow from youngsters and travel all around the world watching them, and then to get to your Olympic dreams, pretty special. Uh, yeah. And it has been a roller coaster for the girls. Um, so that's you know, that's that's a really cool thing. We've had the nannies up here. We've had all the extended family. Everyone's around the TV, you know, um, cheering and and yahooing. So it's been a it's been a good ride so far. Scotty, would you, was question? I forgot. Yeah, would, you, <laughs> would, would you rather, I'm looking at Ariane Titmus's family and, and she's only got to go for two or three minutes, whatever it may be. Would you rather be in an event that can be over and done as quickly as what the swimming is or 
do you enjoy sitting back and, and watching the entire game or does the nerves just get worse? <laughs> um, uh, oh, I think it's, I think it's emotionally draining having to watch it for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, but I do love to watch the ebb and flow of the game and, and, you know, watch what's happening strategy wise and tactics and who's getting tired. Like it's 40 degree heat over there. Mm. So, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things going on for the girls, and you know I thought we did really well. We beat Japan the other, uh, we beat uh, China the other China. night, backing up after only one day's break. So that was a you know, big effort in 40 degrees. Where do you think they're sitting at the um, moment? When you it, when you assess their form, how do you think they're, they're sitting? Mate, this is the this is the happiest, best playing group of girls I reckon I've seen in six years. Wow. Um, and it, as you as you would be aware, they've been through a, you know an inquiry. Uh, they've had uh, coaches resigned, uh, CEOs gone, uh, three of the captains resigned. Uh, they, were, they were quite critical of the culture over the last few years. You've got a new coach in, and um, there's, a, you know, there's a whole new energy moving through the group. Now, that all being said, uh, they've won two games. They've got another three to go. So you really want to try and qualify top of your pool um, and then play a team you know, at the bottom of the other pool into quarterfinals because... It all means nothing if you lose a quarterfinal. Mm. So, so that big change that they have, all those big changes they made over time with the um, the coaches gone, it was a real basket case. Um, the the hockey ruse set up, from what I'm led to believe. Who, who gets the most credit? Who, who is there? One or two individuals that have really um, ironed out all the dramas and, and got this team back on track. You know, I think there's probably about there's probably about uh, eight or ten of the girls that just went. You know, this is just not okay and um, stuck to their guns. And then there was a whole army of people behind them or, you know, uh, uh, surrounding them from a legal point of view, from a counselling point of view, from a let's make sure the board hears this point of view uh, mm. to force these changes through and the inquiry through. So I think that's really sort of almost, I don't know where the word is, put, brought the girls together or been the glue to hold them through this, uh, through this whole uh, turmoil and, and into this event now. They're in such good spirits and they're playing really great hockey. Mm. Yeah, well, it's been great yeah. to watch. Um, and and uh, it was, I mentioned before, you're not being there. Normally, you'd be over there, and as would a lot of the parents and family and friends and whatever. But that was a, that's a bit of a drama, isn't it? Because I believe you'd already you'd, you'd actually booked yourself to go over there if it was on last year. Yeah, two years ago, I paid the deposit, uh, paid for the accommodation. And if you remember, two years ago, Japan were very very excited about holding the Olympics, mm. and the city was 100% booked out. There was no accommodation left. And uh, so, yeah, you paid a premium for the accommodation. Uh-huh. Um, that's, gone, that's gone. But look, that, if that's the worst thing that can happen then during a COVID, then uh, that's okay. But there's a lot of disappointed parents, obviously. Now, Scotty, I think the last time I was talking to you a few years ago, one of your daughters, I think it was Madison, was doing a – she doing a, a degree in psychology? Yeah, Maddie's doing psychology and business, um, just finishing that this year. And Savannah's doing primary teaching. So with the so psychology, they're studying at the moment. Is she using that to her advantage? I mean, with these with these games, you've got to be mentally tough to get through these games. And have you spoken to the girls? How's it been through the Olympic Village? Has it been testing? Well, it has been testing, but I think the you know the you know they were really obviously disappointed they couldn't walk an opening ceremony. But all of the Australians are all staying in one building. And then all of the Australians actually did their own opening ceremony walking around their village <laughs> together. So in one way, okay. you know, the Australian spirits come through and they've gone, you know what, 
let's just make our own atmosphere here. And uh, there's a lot of camaraderie. She says, you know, every half hour, the, the, the whole building's shaking with everyone's clapping each other, each team in or clapping an individual in or, you know, wishing people well. So there's a lot of camaraderie uh, throughout, the, throughout the building, whereas maybe you might not have had that if the whole village was open. Mm. Great stuff. Now, they're playing Japan tonight. Um, what, what's that look like for, uh, for the girls? Is that a really difficult assignment, especially given it's the home, you know, the, uh, the home team? Are they particularly hard to, to beat at this level? Well, I would have thought Japan in front of a home crowd would, be, would, have, would have been a, a tough gig. If the girls play well, um, they should account for Japan. They should be able to, you know, typically when we play Japan, you might win 2-1 or 2-0 or 3-1, something like that. So, you know, all things going well and they keep the momentum that they've got. They should put up a very good showing against Japan. The uh, two games after that, New Zealand are playing very, very well. Mm. They're just an outstanding side. Um, And... Uh, Argentina are the last one who are also at, you know, the number one side is probably the Dutch. If you looked over over the last four years, and then you can almost throw a blanket over the, the next few sides. So, you know, Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, England, for example, and you can't discount Germany. So very hard to win the Olympic Games, guys. Yeah. I, look, I reckon, un, you know, your girls did have an unfair advantage. You've built them a, a hockey field under your house. Well, a miniature size one. <laughs> Is that is that common in hockey, or is that just a, a Fitzpatrick thing? <laughs> that was a Fitzpatrick thing, but <laughs> it was a good thing. It was a good thing to do. Uh, we don't let netballs in our house, by the way. Uh, only hockey <laughs> is that players. right? Um, yeah, and uh, the turf has been used under the house for everything. I'm sure there's been cricket, games, soccer, hockey, a bit of touch footy. Uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, probably the best best investment we've made, I think putting a synthetic yeah. turf under the house. Cost you nearly as much as uh, your tickets to Tokyo you had to fl- forego, mate, eh? So, well done, well done. It's um, very similar. Hey, Scotty, we're going we're to have to get to a break. It's been great talking to you. Good luck to the girls tonight. Um, from a very yep. talented family, except for his brother, Murray, uh, who's pretty useless, actually. <laughs> very talented hockey family. Uh, Scott and Margie Fitzpatrick, and they're uh, very proud of their daughters, Savannah and Madison, and we're cheering them on from afar as you are, mate. Thanks for, for joining us on Sports Day. And... Mate, and let me just finish with the men ranked number one in the world yeah. are playing exceptional hockey as well. Outstanding. Uh, with, uh, yeah, with Brian Fitzpatrick, another local, not related, um, being, you know, psychologist for the team. So, yeah. Hey, Scotty, them as well. what do you make of the, uh, the Kookaburras with the, the sleeveless shirts, the, the guns hanging out? <laughs> uh, someone asked me that the other day. Uh, yeah, if you got the body to do it, mate, good on you. <laughs> Can you imagine all the hair that would have been hanging out of your brother Murray if he was playing for the Cookaburras? Oh no, he would have. We look. Up, yeah, he might have had to shave a few of the boys down in my day <laughs> to, to get into there. Yeah, right. We'll keep an eye on all of them, Scotty. Thanks for joining us, mate. All right, thank you. There you go, Scott Fitzpatrick, former New South Wales skipper and uh, former Australian rep as well. We'll get to the break. Badge and Sat Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, sorry, I think we're just going to go into our news headlines here. Gentlemen, welcome back. 
Sports Day news headlines. For Polaris, <laughs> Australia's number one off-road vehicle. Live brand. radio. How great is it? What were we just saying? Yeah. We were just giving, giving Brixo a rap. <laughs> Told you. you Told yeah. you. <laughs> he said, do don't, 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 don't. Yeah, get range of confidence for the price of a quote. <laughs> Visit your local Polaris, de- Polaris dealer today. Now, the federal government's COVID-19 disaster plan will be lifted once again. The maximum payout for losing work will be climbing to $750 a week, which is about JobKeeper, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yep, that was and that's, it, yep. that's only for those who lose more than 20 hours of work per week. So, uh, yeah, it's a good initiative cool. there by the federal government. And uh, what about six people have been given the wrong dose of Pfizer vaccine at uh, Queensland Rockhampton Hospital? Too low a dose. Ooh. Anyway. Gee. Well, Come that's on, that's ridiculous. That was that's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> There's got to be an investigation into this. this has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Oh, so we just got to explain uh, in your uh, defence there, Brick. So I'm in a different studio. I'm, I'm out of my home studio this week because of uh, uh, isolation. So um, it's, you know, I, it's not your, all your fault that I'm not being able, I, I can't point the fingers at you and go, hey, mate, let's play this next. So. Um, there you go. Sats pointed at me and went, go. And I'm like, go. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'll tell you what's ridiculous, Tubes. Um, if, if you're an American reading about the Olympics this morning, even now, anytime, you, you, you'd have a like, likely have a different take on which country is currently winning the medal tally. I'll tell you who's winning. China and Japan are on 11 golds. China are winning uh, 24 overall. Then Japan second with 20 overall uh, with 11 golds as well. And the United States have got 10. Uh, they have 30 overall, but because they got 10, they're coming third. Not if you're in the US and you're in the NBC and other news outlets. They're saying, no, we've changed that at the moment because we've got the most overall medals. They've got the US on top. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Wouldn't expect anything less, would that you? Mo- no, exactly. You are, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. Now, Greek table tennis commentator has reportedly been fired from the Olympics badge. And listeners, after he made horrible comments about a South Korean player, this is absolutely disgusting. Oh. So journalists, uh, not going to pronounce his name, I'm going to give him credit uh, for racist remarks he made during a, a match between Korea's uh, Jun Yun-sik and a Greek player. Uh, and he's, this is his comment. Their eyes are narrow, so I can't understand how they can see the ball moving back and forth. Oh. Come on, that's ridiculous. That is, just, no. that is disgusting. That's, oh. Yeah. God. Can I give All you right. another one? He, he, he thought it was funny. Exactly. Obviously it's, yeah. um, it, it cost him his job. Now, can I say, right. no, rumours are that Siwa Takeaho from the Roosters could be heading to the UK Super League. Come on, that's ridiculous. He's too good of a player. To, I, know, I know it's a money thing, and the Roosters are at this stage... Oh. They're looking at possibly releasing him next yeah, year because yeah. he's been great for the club and they want him to go and earn the money that he thinks they should deserve. But I don't want to lose this, him to the NRL. Is this for 2022? Because he's got possibly. another year to go on Yeah, he's contract. got another year, but possibly. But he's, he's only 29. I know. And one yeah. of the, you know, again, we've got a text message here about, oh, I said Payne Haas, I think he's the best prop in the world. And, and Adrian says, oh, I disagree. Uh, the Payne Haas isn't the best prop in the world. Give me Fisher Harris, Fanua Blake, Christian Welsh any day. Um, yeah, each each and their each to their own. But I think Siwa yeah. Takiaho on his day is one. He's I think he sits at the same table when it comes to uh, best props. Oh yeah, he's right up there. Mm. Um, now, have we got any text there about James Roberts? Because we had some. You've you read some stuff out earlier on. People yeah, we've got think a, that he. We've got a, we've got a we've got a really good one here actually. This is Tony who's in lockdown in Sydney listening to the show. Thanks, Tony. Have to text you about this, guys. Was listening to the sports show. 
uh, just before, and uh, league story was about the COVID breach. Now, I had to do two weeks COVID hotel after arriving from Ireland. The very first police constable that spoke to us told us the first rule, if you leave your room and not allowed to use the balcony, the fine would be $11,000 plus $3,000 for the two weeks quarantine. So $14,000 to Joe Public and 7500 for a league player. Enjoy the show. So it, it does put it into oh, a little bit of context. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it does put it into a little bit of context, doesn't it, when you look at yeah. it from that angle? It mm. does. It does. Um, do they get warnings at all, though? You know, people sticking their head out the door yeah. when they shouldn't. I wonder if Good they got point. any warnings because um, um, I'm not sure that was the case here. Um, but there, look, honestly, there are a lot of people, my uh, my son Tom included, who think he's he's just a bit uh, disgusted that there's there's rules for um, for the NRL to be able to continue on, and and yet general public they can't go to concerts, they can't have big crowds in certain places and stuff. So. Um, yeah, he's he's a bit flabbergasted by all that too. So there are plenty of people think that uh, they're getting a very special treatment. Um, and Satch, you got another one here about mask wearing, Sydney. Oh yeah, quick one. It's in Sydney. I didn't realise this. It's not mandatory to wear masks outside. Come on, that's ridiculous. And that's also what? That's a that's ridiculous. And a, what? Yeah, what? What? Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation. There's got to be one too. Someone's got to be accountable for this. Gladys, (laughs) we need an explanation. He's he's gone crazy on the buttons, Bricks, though. (laughs) Or is that Tooves? That that might have been Tooves live. Righto, uh, great stuff. Keep the texts coming. 0477 736 736. Love your involvement. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.